Welcome to Rocktown Emergencies. I'm your host, Paul Helmuth. In this show, we continue our interview with Police Chief Eric English with the Harrisonburg Police Department. After spending almost 30 years with the Richmond Police Department, he moved to Harrisonburg to become the new police chief. This week, we talk about his transition from a department of 1,000 employees to one with over 110 sworn officers. Well, I'm going to transition now a little bit. So you went from a department of 1,000 employees to here you have, I think it's, what is 112 sworn? 112 sworn, right. So you have 112 sworn officers here. When you go from being the deputy chief of, of a department that size to the police chief, what kind of transition did you have to go through in your thought process? You've been here seven months. You started, I think, September, September of right. 2018. Correct. Um, I know you were active. You, you came over for um, National Night Out in August to s- sort of, you know, expose yourself to the city. You visited a lot of the officers. What kind of transition did you need to do as you transitioned from one department to the next? Well, looking back, you know, I, one of the things I said coming here was 112 officers I'm in charge of. I said I was a captain at 3rd Precinct, and I had 104 people. So it, it, the size of it didn't really matter to me because I, I've been overseeing a uh, – a body of a body of folks uh, that were similar in nature to what I was coming to, uh, but one of the things that prepared me a lot was the transition we saw in in my department in Richmond because we had to change the philosophy of how we operated, and so one of the things I the, the transition here was trying to bring a, a different philosophy of just experience that I that I had in Richmond. Uh, so when you talk about being busy, you know, National Night Out was huge for us in Richmond. We know we had. We had 80, probably 80 different events, 80 to 100 different events that we uh, attended in, in Richmond. Not, not myself personally, but we had somebody going to those events all across the city. And so one of the things I wanted to do when I got here was make sure I was active in the community and try to get my, my staff very active in the community as well. Because one of the things we've seen is when you partner with your community and you build partnerships with individuals, you can get things solved. And so that's the kind of philosophy I, I wanted to bring here because I've seen it work. Okay. So in the seven months that you, you're here, and, and a lot of people don't realize even seven months isn't a very long time, is what are some things that, that you see that, whether it's programs, whether it's a change in law enforcement that you've seen over the last, you know, almost 30 years of service, what do you see that you can do to help enhance the service that the city's already providing with their police department? Well, one of the things is just a different philosophies, a mindset. Uh, and what I mean by that is that you, a lot of the problems and issues that we see in the city, we can't arrest our way out of them. Uh, and I think a lot of times when you, when you start in this profession, uh, and I've t- told people this many times, when I started in the profession, one of the things they wanted you to do was make arrests. You know, you got to lock people up. And that's the philosophy and that's the mindset that was instilled upon officers. Now, nowadays, yeah, arresting individuals is important. But at the same time, you have to find other ways, too, to help solve those issues. Uh, and so a lot of times, arrest isn't the best answer. And so sometimes you got to find other ways in order to accomplish that goal. So that's kind of the mindset trying to change that change that philosophy because, again, it's it, like I said, you know, even just writing tickets, you know, uh, yeah, that's that's important. Uh, but there has to be a, a purpose for what you're trying to do. And so one of the things I'm trying to instill is making sure we, we police with a purpose. You know, what is our purpose? You know, we got to find out what, what that is. And so when you try to set goals in your organization, there should be some things you're trying to meet and things you're trying to accomplish within the organization. And one of the things I saw here was, you know, there was really not a lot of goal setting that was done. And so there are some there should be some things we're trying to accomplish as a, as a as a team. 
And so that's trying to, that's kind of the philosophy I've been trying to bring here. Okay. Well, good. So with with the goal settings and all that and working with the officers, you spend a lot of time, I know, here at the office, a lot of time talking with the officers. Um, I know one of the things you did in Richmond was you did high school refereeing for basketball. Um, and I think I heard a rumor that you want to do some sort of basketball camp here in the city for youth. Is that correct? Well, not a, not necessarily a basketball camp. I do want to... Um I do want to do a week-long camp, which we are planning on doing with uh, our community resource unit. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna hold a camp for for our youth. And one of the things I've tried to instill in this organization is that we got to get more involved with our with our kids. Uh, so youth programs are important. And so there's a there's quite a few things that we have on the horizon that I would love to see this department do. You know, goal setting down years down the line. I would love to have a a, a a PAL, a police athletic league for our, for our organization to get more involved with our youth, uh, but I know those things come with a price. You know, as as you try to do something like that, you gotta you gotta have more staff in order to get those things done. But you know, in, in my past agency, we had a huge PAL a PAL program, uh, and it is just it just flourishes. You know, you have individuals that come from the community that get involved with soccer, get involved with lacrosse, get involved with flag football, get involved with basketball. Those things are important to kids and have something for and have something for them to do during the summertime. And so those are things that I would like to see us continue to try to do. Um, as you said, I, you know, I, I do officiate high school basketball in Richmond. I, I'm, you know, my plan is to get back into it in Harrisonburg. I, would, I, I just love that part of it, being, you know, being involved with, with our youth in some form or fashion. Uh, and refereeing is, is just, just a way of doing that. Well, and I think in one of the articles I read, it talked about basically your senior, senior class with the Richmond Spiders. And a lot of them – stayed in athletics in some form or fashion, whether yes. they were at refereeing at the NBA, mm-hmm. coaching at college, yes. uh, working with professional teams, and, and you still kept that youth focus in what you did. You went to law enforcement, and, and you said previously, you know, I fell in love with law enforcement. I fell in love with the Richmond Police Department, didn't want to, you know, go anywhere else, had no aspirations of going to, you know, a federal agency but you still kept that thing with the youth, and I think that's important. Oh, it is. Uh, I think it's just a way, when I talk about me and the folks I went to school with, it's just a way of giving back. You know, we didn't, we didn't get to where we are without some help. And, you know, things I do in law enforcement is to give back, give back to community. Things I do with our youth is to give back because there's some lessons I learned uh, that I know I can impart on others to make, just to make a difference. And so when I look at, you know, I'm proud of the folks that I, I play ball with. You know, I look at, you know, my my. Two college roommates, uh, Benji Taylor and Mike Winicki. You know, Benji is coaching at Cal State Bakersfield, assistant coach. Mike Winicki coaches in the G League as assistant coach. Uh, my point guard, Ken Atkinson, head coach of new, new, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, you know, Curtis Blair played with him, and he, he's an NBA official. You know, so all those things, you know, they kept that, they kept that drive. And I think it's, a, it's just a way of being able to stay close to athletics because that's, that's what we grew up doing. But also, it's just a way to give back community in some form or fashion. And uh, knowledge, is, knowledge is key. And so a lot that I learn, I'm trying to make sure that I give that back to somebody else to help them out. Sure. So one of the things as is, is we're transitioning through this is in the seven months you've been here, you've gotten to visit the community. You've got to talk with community leaders. Um, you've been very active in that. What can the community do to help you? And help the police department, 
you know, be able to be successful? Because you talked about a different approach in law enforcement. You talked about the fact that, you know, we used to talk about arrests, we used to talk about tickets, and it's not always about that. So what can the community do? Because if that's the case, it's got to be a partnership between the community and law enforcement. So what can the community do to help you with that? Well, one of the things I would like to see more of is that every community here in Harrisonburg has a leader. But what I don't see a lot of is strong community groups, strong community associations. Uh, yeah, they, they, I think a lot of people in their communities talk to one another, but there's, there's no formal association. And so I would like to see neighborhoods form those groups because, again, I think it's a way for us to communicate better, us, a way for us to form better partnerships with one another. Uh, there's a couple of groups that are very strong in Harrisonburg, but there's others that, you know, we don't we don't see that that strong uh, formation of a of a community organization. Uh, and like I said, there's always informal leaders in every neighborhood, whether you whether they call themselves leaders or not. And so that's one way I think they can help. The other way is just engage. You know, just just be engaging with with us because that's what we want to do. We want to get to know who our community is, but we also want to want to get them to know us. We have a lot of community programs that we have hold in the organization. We have a community policing academy. We love people to get involved with that as well. Uh, a lot of volunteer opportunities. Uh, there's just so many ways that they can get involved with us because I think the key for us is to make sure that people understand what law enforcement is all about. Uh, and like I said, knowledge about what we do and why we do the things we do are important. Well, and you talked about the community uh, police academy. I know you've got one going on right now as we're doing this. That's a good exposure for the community to see what the different services are with the police department. How many of those do you do a year? We only do one a year, but we are, we've already had a discussion that we're going to go do two, two a year. Uh, and so we've also talk, talked about doing some offshoots as well to just specialize in certain groups. And so one of the conversations I had with my staff is that, you know, you know, my past agency, we did an Hispanic academy that was just geared towards that community because they have their, they have their own issues that, they want to address with us as an agency. Sure. Uh, we also did a Faith Leaders Academy, and so we've actually talked about doing one of those here in Harrisonburg. So there's some things we want to we want to get done. Uh, some of our future goals that we're looking forward to trying to accomplish. I know I've worked with uh, one of your lieutenants with one of the churches in discussion on active shooters. You know, active shooters is a, is a big deal, and, and just this week, um, at the time that we're doing this interview, we had the terrorist attack in Sri Lanka during. Uh, Easter uh, mass and you know active shooters in a religious setting takes a, on a whole different environment because they may not have the level of security that you that a private entity or corporation or even government agency may have so that that's important and I know the discussions we've had with some of the local churches is well we, we really we have to be careful on how we bring this up as education, but it's important. I mean, we've had shootings in churches all across the country. Right, and every time one of those occur, you know, my staff does a great job of going out and just reaching out to those entities to make sure uh, they feel safe. And in any way we can assist, we always try to do that. But anytime an organization requests uh, our assistance, even to gain knowledge about active shooter, we will go out and do those things because I do think it's important. And we've had quite a few businesses, agencies that have requested us to come out and train with them. Uh, but the other part of it is just making sure we train with our public safety officials as well. Just like with fire department, uh, JMU, Rockingham Sheriff's Department, I think it's all important. It's so important for all of us to know what each other's role is going to be in, in, in case something like that does occur. Uh, we, have, we have to realize that we're not immune to those type of things happening. 
Well, and that's one thing I, I can speak from working for the fire department in Harrisonburg is we have a very good relationship with the police department. Um, we have a very good relationship with James Madison University Police Department, and there's, there's a lot of communication that you don't see in every locality. I've worked for several across the country where the fire department and the police department or fire department and EMS, there was very little communication. So I, that's good that we have that communication here within this. Yeah, I think that's it's so important that you have, have, you have to have a strong relationship with, with one another. We're all here, out here trying to accomplish the same goal. Uh, so as long as we're working together, communicate with one another, we're able to accomplish that a lot easier. So as we go to wrap this up, is there anything that you can think of that you would want people to know about you as the police chief for the Harrisburg Police Department? No, it's nothing. Nothing that uh, I would say out of the ordinary. I would just I would just tell people that you know I, I, I'm a people person. Uh, my staff would tell you that you know I don't shy away from conversation with them. Uh, I think that's important to make sure you get to know your staff, get to know the people that work for you, uh, be accessible, and that's one of the things I've said I would do here. Uh, I'm accessible to my staff, but the other thing, I'm also accessible to the public. You know, people call me all the time. They would tell you I, I don't shy away from coming to speak to their group, come and have one-on-one -on -one conversations with individuals, and that's what I want. I want to get to know the community. I want people to know that I'm accessible to them because we are, we are here. I'm in the service business, and that's what our profession is, the service business. So any way I can assist, I will try my best to just resolve whatever issue it is, have that conversation, and see what we can do to, to try to accomplish that goal. Well, Chief English, I appreciate you spending the time talking to me about where you came from and, and what you're doing here. And I hope, you know, in the future as you have new programs, we can sit down and talk again and, and share what the police department's doing and, uh, you know, how we can, you know, learn more about it and participate with them. All right. I appreciate it, Paul. All right. Thank you, Chief. Thank you. I want to thank Chief English for spending time with me, and I look forward to talking to him again about the programs he's hoping to start here in Harrisonburg. You can follow the Harrisonburg Police Department on Twitter at Harrisonburg PD. You can also find them on Facebook at Harrisonburg Police Department. You can follow Rocktown Emergencies on Facebook at Rocktown Emergencies, or on Twitter, you can find us at Our Emergencies. You can also email me at rocktownemergencies at gmail.com. Join me next time where we continue to explore emergency services in Harrisburg, Rockingham County, and the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. We'll be speaking with Scott Vanderkuy with Bridgewater Community College about the new emergency medical services program they've just started. Rocktown Emergencies is directed and produced by myself, Paul Helmuth. Join me next time on Rocktown Emergencies and be safe.